Good morning. I'm Randall. I'm one of the elders here. And uh, joining me up on stage is uh, a lot of people. <laughs> but um, the reason we're up here today is uh, kind of a sad reason. So this family, the Tunnels, um, who are good friends and people we adore, are leaving us. They're um, headed to Boise. Um, this is Nate, Alexis, Weston, Noah, and Ainsley. And um, yeah, they've, they've been here basically from the beginning. And um, uh, they were some of our founding, I guess, mothers and fathers. <laughs> but um, yeah, Nate and Alexis have been around uh, for a long time. And uh, Nate was one of the first elders installed here and uh, of, of three elders. Um, and from uh, the beginning, he's been doing all sorts of background work that you may not have seen. Um, but he's been a servant leader of the church, um, doing anything from mundane tasks of approving budgets, um, just to working with people um, in their pain, and then coming uh, up with some heavy theological decisions that we've had to make. But Nate has stood strong in that. Um, Alexis, too, has been there, um, often leading Bible studies, uh, change groups, teaching on evangelism, and offering herself in deep friendship. Um, to me, Nate has been a personal role model, uh, someone I've looked up to, and uh, someone it's been a privilege to serve alongside. Uh, he's always been gracious to me um, when I'm offering kind of myself um, uh, maybe dealing with sin, um, it's been powerful and impactful. Um, one thing I hold on to, and that's been an encouragement to me, um, has been just after our adoption party. Uh, you, you came up and gave me this just like huge hug. And I wouldn't say you're a hug, huggy person, <laughs> and I'm not either. And um, I don't know, for whatever reason, that was just like this acceptance and encouragement to me and just has been a blessing. And there's been many moments. Uh, Nate and I share uh, a love of the land. Um, we love to go camping. We've even discussed, although we've only gone a few times together, we've discussed the, there's only certain people that we'll go camping with. And uh, I've been able to go camping with Nate, so I feel lucky. Um, but yeah, uh, Nate, uh, sorry, I'm glad that Nate gets to venture home a little bit, but also sad. Um, it might, might be a little messy up here today because, um, Nate's been this servant leader and we are going to send him off with a lot of love and also sadness. Um, so Nate and Alexis, thank you for your service. Um, you're loved and you're going to be very missed. Also, um, Kyle wanted to write in. Um, Kyle was our lead pastor, if you don't know. He also left, um, which has been uh, hard, but also really cool. Um, I encourage you to listen to his story. But uh, he wrote, because he's been impacted by Nate, um, and he writes this, guys. 
It's impossible, really. Nate, Alexis, Weston, Noah, and Ainsley. It is impossible to tell you what you have meant to me as a friend and as a pastor. Your love and service of the church in Salt Lake City is one of the most beautiful gifts I both received and witnessed in my time there. Nate, you are a friend like no other. You protect me in the name of Jesus, teach me in the name of Jesus, and love me in the name of Jesus. I had no idea when I moved to Salt Lake City over nine years ago now what God had in store for me. But if just knowing the tunnels and serving alongside of them was what he would have given me, that would have been worth it. I love you guys and will be praying for your move. I've tried to come up with an eloquent eloquent blessing, but I'll just do what Nate always did for me, and that is offer scripture. Nate, Alexis, Weston, Noah, and Ainsley. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. Kyle. Um, I'm Adrian. I'm also an elder here, and I've served with Nate for a few months um, as an elder. And um, also, we were kind of on the ground floor of Missio 1.0 at the very beginning, nine years ago. And I think, you know, Randall mentioned it earlier that there was a lot of behind-the-scenes things that Nate and Alexis have done, a lot of battles that they've fought. um, And they have, just the image in my mind is just stern protectors of this church. Um, They have stood and loved um, just ferociously um, in the midst of trials and in the midst of joy. Um, And that is just something to praise God for, that the kingdom has advanced in Salt Lake City. Um, and it has advanced because of the roads that they have helped to pave. Um, So I just am so grateful for that. Um, Nate is also just a personal hero of mine, really look up to him constantly. Um, And he kind of, uh, this is a hand motion that I always do for Nate, is that he like has the ability to take these really kind of far-reaching ideas and just bring them into like a succinct managerial perspective. Um, And that has been wildly beneficial in the life of Missio. Um, And so I think if you have walked in this building any time in the last nine years and felt welcome or felt loved or um, I think that is just really because of the way that um, they have listened to the Spirit, listened to God, um, and stepped out in faith to proclaim Jesus to Salt Lake City. This is going to be hard. My name's Luke. I'm one of the elders here as well. And a couple different passages uh, came to mind. So Nate, we, he's mentioned he was leaving. He's like, well, I don't really think I need, like, you know, I was like, how are we going to send you off? He's like, well, I don't really need, like, a send-off. I'll just, you know, come to church and, and then leave. And I was like, no way. <laughs> and uh, two passages came to mind, 1 Timothy five seventeen says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. And then uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 um, says, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and, and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. So these are both 
uh, commands to the church, to all of us, uh, that I've often not lived up to. And, and I think as a church, it's an area we need to grow, all of us. And so today, part of why we're doing this is to put that into practice, to honor you because you've uh, ruled well, uh, to respect you, to esteem you highly in love because of your work. Um, <coughs> and the other passage comes to mind is uh, Acts 20, when Paul's leaving and he meets with the uh, elders in the Ephesian church. And uh, we've always talked about this, where Paul is admonishing the elders to you know, pay careful attention to the flock and guard them. Um, but the part that came to my mind was where Paul was talking about the way that he lived uh, among the Ephesians. He said, you yourself know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials. And we've had some trials. Uh, I've seen your tears and definitely seen the humility. I'm very grateful for that. Um, and then Paul says, you know... Um, how I did not shirk from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying to everyone of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, Therefore I testify to you this day, I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. So he says he didn't shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable, he didn't shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. And I can think of multiple times when you've said things that were necessary, that were difficult, and it was a temptation to shrink from that, and you didn't. And then also, you know, he says, teaching you in public and from house to house. And there I think of your work with crew uh, for many years. And so many people in this church have been uh, impacted by that ministry by that work you did. It wasn't separate from your work as an elder. It was part of uh, what we were doing. And there are multiple people who have been discipled by you since you've been here. And um, you often quote that verse, you know, what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust faithful men <coughs> who will be able to teach others. And I, th I see like Jonathan Sanderson and uh, Dave McNeil and Hans, people that you've discipled, and now they're they're discipling my kids. Thank you. And then, lastly, we did. Uh, I mean, we did drive. Our family, all seven uh, kids, we drove 24 hours straight from Houston, and so <laughs> I'm having a little PS PTSD from that. <laughs> but I, I had the uh, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. driving shift when it was actually quiet for part of the time, and I had a lot of time to think about this. So then... Paul also says, I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands have ministered to my necessities 
and to those who are with me. In all things, I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And, you know, you guys, it would be easy, given how much time and energy you've given to this church, to kind of be like, well, that's how we've given to the church. But you've given your money. Um, thousands of dollars over the years being faithful. Uh, and that's a, a lesson for all of us um, that God calls us to give our whole selves, including of our resources. And Paul used to brag to the churches that he presented the gospel free of charge. And you guys presented the gospel not only free of charge, but like paid. Um, and supported the church financially. So thank you. Um, Alexis, I don't know you as deeply as I know Nate, but Sarah is super appreciative of your friendship and enabling her to be who she is and uh, feel freedom in that. And uh, Weston, Noah, Ainsley, thanks for hanging up here on stage while I'm like blubbering on and on, but I appreciate how you've been friends to Boaz and uh, and Cyrus, and Zoe, and Petra, and I love when you guys play tag, and run around, and it, it, like, creates a space for people to realize that, like, children are part of the kingdom, and welcome here, so thank you for that, we'll miss you. Well, I feel slightly better that everyone else has cried in front of me. I'm also post-call, which means that I think Luke and I probably got similar amounts of sleep. Um, I'm going to be speaking on behalf of myself and my husband, Mark. Um, so I will for sure cry. I brought paper towels with me. So if anybody down there needs paper towels, I'm prepared. Um, I want to share something that my husband, Mark, who's on the elder team but couldn't be here today, wrote. Um, and so I'm going to read it sort of from his perspective. He said, many of you know the tunnels and have become friends with them like we have over the past nine years. For those of you who have come to Missio more recently... Oh, this is going to be rough. You, could, you may not have had a chance to get to know them as friends yet, but I want to take a moment to honor them for some of the things they have done for this community that have gone mostly unseen, even for those of us who have been friends with them since day one. I'm going to write about, about, a bit about Nate, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about Alexis and pray for them. Mark says he's very sorry he can't be here today. He says, if it weren't for Nate Tunnel, I honestly think Missio would not exist today. As an elder, Nate has been the number one protector of Missio Day since before we even had an elder board. Whether that has been on issues of doctrine or by skillfully leading the staff team during our current transition or navigating difficult conversations within our community, Nate has always had his face set on the protection and care of our community. This is how a good father acts inside of a family. He doesn't worry about what onlookers will think about how he faithfully teaches and disciplines his kids. For example, he does what will result in a well-ordered home where everyone in the family can grow and thrive. So it's no surprise that Nate has also been a shining example at Missio how to lead a family and raise kids. If you want to see an example of what biblical leadership looks like, look at this guy. Halfway. <laughs> Nate has been intimately involved in some of the really great things that we've gone through, but he has also spent countless hours, tremendous energy, shepherding our community through some very hard moments. In both of these, Nate has been unique in his willingness to say things that are hard. And he's always done this with a blend of integrity and love that could only come from the Holy Spirit. I have to keep saying it because it's so rare in our culture. I want to honor this guy and his whole family 
because they are more concerned with loving the body of Christ in truth than they are with making everyone feel nice. And yet you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who knows them that wouldn't say they are patient, kind, and full of Jesus-like love. Can we take a minute to thank the Father for blessing us with such a rare gift? Okay, now I'm going to talk about Alexis, which for sure is going to produce more tears. Um, I've had in my mind that this day would come about the last two years, but I've been praying that maybe the Lord would keep them here, mostly for selfish reasons. Okay. I've been encouraged, challenged, edified, and grown in my walk with the Lord by knowing this family, especially Alexis. She's loved and dedicated her life to sharing the gospel, first with college students and then with her neighborhood community and then with the community within this church. She's a woman of faith who seeks to love and follow Jesus, shepherd her children, and share the good word with those around her. She's a natural leader whose desire to create connection and community is uniquely gifted in making it happen with ease. She's the person I turn to for advice, encouragement, or a general good laugh about what our kids have done or cried, depending on how it went. I have no doubt that the Holy Spirit has friendships for her lined up already in Idaho. She will be this not only by me, but by all her knew her, and we send her with blessing upon blessing. I just want to read, I just want to read one scripture over her, and it's from Proverbs 31. It's a super commonly used one to describe a woman of character, but I mean it in all integrity when I talk about Alexis. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. If you are sitting out there today and listening to folks tell stories about this family, I would urge you to consider saying thank you to Nate and Alexis. So much of the work they have put in on all of our behalf has been unseen, and at times even discouraged, but they have moved forward faithfully, and they deserve our gratitude. Let's honor them today as the loving, protecting, thoughtful people that they have been in our community since it began. follow that up with a little bit about Alexis too. Um, for those, I feel like most of you probably do know her because one of the things that I love about Alexis is that she has no acquaintances. <laughs> if you know her, you are a dear friend to her and I know that she feels that way genuinely and you probably feel the same. So she digs in really deep wherever she's at, whether it's a Bible study or whether it's um, with children or her kids' teachers. Um, she's like volunteered to be like crossing guard or she knows all of their teachers and then their teachers' friends or something. <laughs> I just feel like that you dig in deep um, where you are. Um, if you've seen her around here, she's volunteered and she's volunteered endlessly um, without any sort of hesitation or um, negative attitude. It's always been just out of delight and joy when you see her volunteering, it's because she wants to be here and she likes to be a part of things. So just want to tell you um, to keep digging in deep where you are in your friendships and your church and that we don't, that your footprint is, is here and will always be because of the care and joy that you've put into people here. Um, and we've felt it and we, we will continue that on um, joyfully. So thank you. 
Nate. Um, I have felt a kindred spirit with you in our struggle with vocational ministry and what to do vocationally, and I feel like we've had good conversations that I don't know are reproducible with anybody else. I don't know anybody who was full-time ministry who left and struggled the same way that you did and I did, and I I feel um, a, a fondness for you in a time in my life that was challenging, and even just the other night grabbing drinks and doing that again, not hopefully not one last time, but one last time while you're here, while you, while you live here. Um, and it just made me think that even though Boise, 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 still not ever going to get that right, I don't even care, um, that with the same conviction that you came to Salt Lake, even though Boise is a homecoming of sorts for you, that you would go with the same conviction back there that you came here. And even though you, you're still in a similar place that I am of asking that question, where do I belong within the church, where do I belong with vocational ministry or volunteering, that you would not stop asking that question just because guys like us are around you knowing your context. Because whatever you choose to dig in on will flourish. And we've all experienced that. So thanks a minute. Um, Missio, you've heard words of blessing over this family and you've heard words of gratitude. And so now as we send them, um, I'm going to pray for them, send them off with a word of prayer. And so as we do that, would you stand with us to do that together? You can put your hands on them. And if you want to, you can extend a hand. Jesus, we're your people. And we gather in your name. Um, we gather to declare today um, who you are through the teaching of your word and through prayer and through image bearing and seeing the grace and love that is true of you and each other. And I thank you for this family that have demonstrated who you are consistently in this community for the last nine years. I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their perseverance. I thank you for their character. And I thank you that in that it's produced hope. And so I pray, Jesus, that as they leave from here, there would be a hope that they experience that calls them. A hope and a knowledge that you are with them, that you go with them, that you see them, that you are for them, that you make a path ahead of them, that you meet them, that you declare over them, that you love them. Lord, I pray that as they um, land in Boise, that there would be a sense of celebration and joy that they experience in being um, in a wild land that feels like home. Jesus, I pray that, um, yeah, there would be a deep sense of your pride and your pleasure over them. And Lord, we just declare that we send them in love and we send them in grace and we send them in hope. And so we know that you stand with us and you go with them. And we just want to say this morning that we're grateful and that we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.